Hayes. Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. show and i am mama mac along with my co-host the famous very famous dr angel falzoni how are you tonight dr angel i am well how are you ready for a great show always ready for part two of the series we started last week of course and some of our audience don't even know what that is and so we're going to tell you what it is in just a minute but we're always glad that you tune in and we're very glad if you Take the time to text or to call in. If you call in, the number is 727-441-3000. If you text, the number is 727-888-4171. Why would you do that, we ask? Why would you bother to call in or text in, Dr. Angel? Well, well, maybe you have a great reason. comment or something to add ah, from your yes. life or experience. Or maybe you just have a question and, and you want some clinical an experiential advice. Are you saying you would actually answer questions? I do. You do? I do. Wow. So that could be like free counseling. Could be like that. Uh-huh. Something like that. Something like that. Life coaching. That's what this show's all about. Uh, the baseball theme we love because you and I are big baseball uh, enthusiasts. You know, speaking of baseball, I just want you to know that my Red Sox did. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say my what? Red Sox is... They're doing all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? My Rays are doing pretty darn good, too. I mean, not great, but they're... What do you think, Bobby? I think she's forgetting what station she's on or something. <laughs> I know. I know. Isn't this the Rays Network? Or we do carry them. Yeah. We do carry I them, know. right? A little friendly competition. All right. It's okay. And aren't, aren't the Red Sox coming to town soon? They are. They were just playing the Rays, weren't they, over the 4th of July? There's a calendars on the outside of the window. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I tend to forget what the Red Sox do, but I do know what the, I mean, you know, we've gone to to games. Yeah, we've gone to Rays and Red Sox games that kind of are a little fun. Anyway, Go Yard means hitting a home run in life, and we want to really, you know, reach for the fences in life. Talk to us about that, Doctor. You know, it's just about learning to live life, live it well, yeah. and not just exist, not just kind of ho-hum through and get through, survive day to day. Yes. Getting out there and feeling content and satisfied and looking forward to what tomorrow brings. And really living life to the fullest, isn't Absolutely. it? That's what this show's all about. So we have all kinds of shows on our website, which is goyard2014.org, O-R-G, because 2014 is when we started the show, which was September of 2014. And we are almost up to our third year anniversary. We are. Hard to believe when you're having this much fun. So who gets to get stuck in traffic this That's time? That's right. Nobody. Oh, Bobby. Bobby. Three. See, Bobby, you remembered it. Three years. I mean, I'll be here, so it can't be me. So. Right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, it was that first year anniversary. Yes, yeah, that, that Dr. Angel was stuck behind a wreck and a mess. And uh, of all shows for her. To not get here. But it was fun. Till 40 minutes late or whatever. <laughs> the it was. show was fun. It was fun anyway, yeah. 
So anyway, we're glad you've joined us tonight. We started a new series last week called The Value of Friendship. And why would we even do a show like that, Dr. Angel? Why? Why? Because friendships are so valuable to us. And they're valuable to us in so many parts of our lives. And I don't okay. even realize we get that sometimes. Right. You know, friendships are for our mental health, our emotional health, our social health. Right. Friendships help our physical health and protect us from getting sick and improve our immune system. And so there is such wow. a value. A lot to of value. It. There really don't, is. Don't you think a lot of people may think that as they grow up, they need friends in school? They have high school friends, college mm-hmm. friends, whatever grade school friends, but then as they get older, they get married or, 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 you know, in some relationship and they just don't need friends. Is there, are there a lot of people that there, do think there that? There are, there are a lot I of people. I believe there are people that think that. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's not true. It's not true at all. Absolutely Why? not Why true. is that not true? Why? Well, we talk about friends and we need lots of different types of people in our lives. And one person, if you're married or not married, whatever, cannot meet all your social and emotional needs. It's just, we're complex. Yeah. And one person shouldn't be meeting all of right. those needs. And so when we have friends, we get different perspectives and it spices up our life and introduces us to different things. And then we have a variety of support to pull from. Absolutely. I've heard it said, and I was thinking about this driving to the studio today. Uh, friends, there's three categories, reason, season, lifetime. You want to discuss that? Well, that that is true. You know, sometimes we have those friends that we kind of will bond with during a certain event maybe we enjoy a sport or an activity or a hobby or you know go to church together we have something in common but it's not usually a really long-term thing they kind of come and go right and then the season those are the reasons the season friends those are ones that may stay for longer seasons in our life like while our kids are growing we might have those parental friends that you know we're sharing play dates with and or during different seasons like i have um a colleague going going through a medical issue and she's got a whole host of friends and support group for her oh, medical that's cool. condition. That's cool. But that's a season. It's a temporary condition. Um, so those are our season friends. Right. And then our lifelong ones are wow. just as long-term family. I, they're almost like our family. family. Yeah, they become like family. Yeah, I, we have some of those in our lives that are, that are not blood family, but they're family. Absolutely. You know? And so cool. I mean, so important, really. They are. And uh, we need all kinds of friends in our lives. Well, and we started talking about social media last week, and I want to start right there tonight because so often people um, quantitate their friends by how many they have on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, correct? Oh, yes, they do. And especially our millennial generation. Right. Like that's how they find their friend value is their numbers and likes and those types of things. Right. And so it gives them value for who they are. Absolutely. You know, if you have over a thousand followers, you know, you're a big person, you know, but that's not necessarily true. Right. Why is that not necessarily true? Because first of all, we need face-to-face friends. We need those friends we call on the phone. We need those friends that are part of our lives and because that's where our support comes from. Right. You know, when you're going through something difficult, you may have 2,500 followers on social media, but who... Who's checking on you to see how you're doing? Yeah. Who's bringing a dish or picking your kids up from school? Or exactly. Who's giving you that real support? It's tangible. We need more than, uh, hey, I'm thinking about you on, right. on social media to get through some things. Yeah. How about when you're going through a difficult time and maybe a spouse, a parent is is dying and, and that person shows up, your friends show up at the hospital or show up. You know, they do and, to you pay know, their respects. I mean, that's just a beautiful thing. It is. And you know, I tell people in friendships, one of the most powerful thing about it is the state of being, just being with somebody. Right. You don't just have to know out. the right words. It's not about the conversation. It's about being with them. And on social media, you're not being anything. No, not at all. And so often, yeah. I mean, we peer, we almost like peer into somebody's life through social media, right? Well, what they let you see, the what, guard, oh, you know. Ah, yes, yeah. what they let you see. And a lot of times it looks so completely rosy. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Well, we usually only post the good things. Right, so we don't post, I'm having a, I'm having a very difficult time in my life right now. You Not know? usually. Not usually. So then we, so many people want to appear to be something they are not. Would you agree? Absolutely. Social media is a great opportunity to let us put on our facades, our masks, and become 
this person we would love to be somewhere right. in our life. But the truth is we're not. Right. We do have problems. We have exactly. stresses. We have anxieties. And we need real yep. support. So uh, you said last week, and I'm going to quote you on this, that research shows that people with a lot of social connections on on uh, social media can actually be some of the loneliest people around. They sometimes can be very lonely because um, it's a false connection. It could be, right? Could be. No, could there, be. there is really definitely is a correlation so, between So that. there's some research to there this. There is research to that, and it's a false sense of support. Right. Because when they do experience those downtimes, they're alone in that downtime. Right. They are not, no one's being with them. No one's, you know, helping with something or being, you know, sitting with them or hearing them, their heart, you know, and. And if, if you want to always appear like you got it together and you have no issues in life, you're not going to put anything on Facebook or wherever that would really show people what you're going through. Then. But yourself. Right. Right. Absolutely. And so, you know, when I talk to people, you know, about their friends and they always like to go to the social media numbers for me. And I'm like, well, when's the last time you had coffee with someone? Went out to lunch, went out to breakfast, hung out, did a hobby together, went to someone's house. That's what I'm talking about with friendship. And don't you think the millennials really have a hard time with that because they don't communicate very well? We, we need to do a series on millennials because there's such an interesting dynamic there with these kids. But I think a lot of times they really don't have that one-on-one look-you-in-the-eye connection. They don't know how to. They're losing. It's an art that's getting lost in our generation, our current generation. Um, but it's something we desperately need. We can't afford to lose this. We cannot. So parents need to be more aware. Grandparents need to be more aware. I, I think I've mentioned this on the air before when I was recently up in Indiana. I had a, a little talk with three of my teenage grandsons about some, something like this, that they're not good about returning my phone calls or my texts or whatever, but I'll see them post things on Facebook, you know, and it's, it's like, come on guys, you know, or, or one of them, when you're talking to him on the phone, when he's done, he just hangs up. He doesn't say goodbye. And that drives his dad, his mom, everybody and me totally crazy. And he doesn't see anything wrong with that. You know, I see. I understand that. And it's definitely, um, a very common issue with our younger generation. And they are losing that, and we can't afford to lose that. We need our friends. We need connection with our friends. And by connection, I'm meaning time. Why do we need them? A lot of these kids would say, I don't need that. I'm fine. I, I don't have enough time for that. I'm busy, you know, and they're on their phones constantly, right? They are. Our electronic device of sorts or computers or games or whatever. And the, right. and the thing is, is you know what, when, when we're... Young, a lot of times we aren't really facing real life. You know, we have a lot of protections. Mom, dad's paying the rent or, sure. you know, we're we're in a little cocoon bubble and we kind of get this false sense of I don't need anybody. Right. But that's not true. We were made for connections. Yes, we were. We long for them and we desperately do need them. Right. And it takes work, right, to develop friendships. I want to really talk about that. We kind of left off mm-hmm. on that last week about the effort that it takes really to develop friendships that are more than just an acquaintance. So you want to define that doctor, the acquaintances, the casual well, friends. Well, you know, the type of, there's many types of friendships, and we did kind of briefly talk about yeah, it. It's basically how much trust you give into a relationship kind of measures okay. the depth of that relationship. Oh, that's a very good point. How much trust you put in that relationship. Right. And we usually don't extend more trust than we can afford to lose with that person. So a trust builds time. Right. Builds trust. And so you have surface level people, you know, we have professional contacts so we're not going to, you know, divulge our deepest, darkest secrets to we shouldn't be doing that with those types of friendships. Right. You know, and then we'll have you know, people that we might get together and give them a little bit deeper, but not deep. And so the depth of our type of friend, you know, relationship is totally measured on that trust that's extended. Right. So those deep, I call those really deep ones, our inner core friendships. Those are the ones that. Yeah. You mentioned that term last week, inner core. You want to define that again. The inner core. Those are the people that we don't need to wear a mask or facade with that Whoa. we can let them see us at our worst, at our best, and know that they're going to hold our secrets and they're going to love us no matter what's going on, and they're going to support us. How do you find somebody like that? If there's one of our listeners or many of our listeners right now going, sounds nice, but I don't know how to even arrive at a relationship like that. 
it takes time to start building that, you know, and you learn when you sometimes we'll put trust in someone and when they break that trust and our hearts broken and we're like, never again, never again. I'm not doing that ever again. (laughs) Right. We can't, we have to keep extending little bits here until we find someone that can hold that trust. Exactly. And that they, they are protecting our trust as we are protecting theirs. So trust is a very important aspect of a true friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we need to know that when we ask for something to be confident, it is confident. Right. We need to know that they're not using our hurts or using our vulnerabilities as weapons when they're angry with us. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, to make them look better and us look worse when it's convenient. You know, so that's those are important attributes. Right. And, you know, in generally general terms, it's hard to be very close to a person who is all about themselves, oh, a yes. narcissistic person. Oh, yes. Selfish person. Oh, selfish yeah. person, don't you think? I mean, and and I mean, the older we get, the more, I think the quicker, not the more quicker, the <laughs> quicker we are able to distinguish and spot those kinds of individuals. Well, you know, C.S. Lewis, my one of my favorite authors, oh, has a quote, Lewis. you know, yeah. he talks about experience being the most brutal of teachers because we oh, learn. Oh, is. And that is why age teaches us that because it's That's experience. Right. We've been hurt. We've been burned. We've been crushed. We've been betrayed. We've been disappointed. You learn. You learn. You learn. Okay, let's talk about that, the hurt concept, because that really keeps a lot of people from developing close friendships. Oh, absolutely. It does. When you've been betrayed, when you've been hurt, when you've been disappointed deeply, you don't want to put your heart back out there. Right. Because it's it's vulnerable. Right. And it is vulnerable to be in a relationship, a true relationship with someone, friendship, any kind of relationship. It's a vulnerability. It is. You're opening up yourself in a different way and trusting that person to protect that. And so, they do. They want to, you know, walls go up. We talk about those walls and oh, they're, yeah. you know, that's it. I don't ever going to, I'm never going to extend that trust. I don't want to feel this way, but you need that connection. Right. So the more you build a wall, the more lonely and depressed you get. And it, you need those people to support, to help take you out to of that take depression. You out of it. So you're in this vicious cycle. Exactly. And when we let our hurt and our past resentments and bitterness and disappointment and whatever rule us, then that's what we're thinking about. That's what we're concentrating on, right? We are, and we're looking for it. Right, we're looking for it. So yeah, we'll so any little thing, yeah. right? We will project, oh, they were supposed to meet me at 6 o'clock at 6.05. They're not here. They're, they're, they stood me up. That's it. We're not friends. No, maybe Talk- they got held in traffic. Like, we don't think maybe something else could be happening. Talk about the concept of projection, because I think this is a big problem for a lot of people, and a lot of people don't even know what that term means. Projection. So when one person hurts us in our life, and we decided to move on from that person, be it a romantic relationship, friendship, whatever, then we get into another relationship, and we're expecting that new one to do the exact same thing. So we're looking for them to mess up, basically. And so we're projecting our last hurts onto a new person who... May May not not. ever do what that last person did. Right. And so sometimes we create what we call the self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. Um, I see it with romantic relationships when someone's been cheated on and then they're in a new romantic and they're always looking for that person to cheat on them. That person a lot of times may go end up and cheat because that's all you're accusing them of doing all the time. You've created that situation. Um, They may have never have done that without us projecting those feelings. So we have to be careful that we're not doing that. Right. You know, when we have been hurt, we do need to heal. Yes. I'm not saying, oh, just pretend like it didn't happen and move on. Oh, no, it hurts. No. no. We need to heal from it. We need to look at what happened. Right. What What was the, some flags? Were there warning signs? Did, right. You know, maybe I didn't see it in the moment, but can I look back and say, was there something in there that didn't feel right and I just didn't want to believe I that? It. Yeah. You know, because that is where we learn. Right. From processing experience. You know, I've seen people who've, been married six times and what I tell them it's the same person different name because they just keep going for the same qualities they never learned I think that's common in in repeat marriages isn't it It, it, yes very much it can be be when people don't take time to heal and process that previous relationship exactly you know and it takes time you just said it it takes time it's not something of getting a divorce and two weeks later you're ready, you know, to start something new. Generally speaking, it's not, not the case. And the quicker we jump into something, the more vulnerable it is to fall apart. Right. We got to heal. 
Right. We got to process. We have to look at what's going on. What was there something I could have done different? Was there something I should have seen? Was there a quality in this person that maybe put me at risk with another person with this quality? Those are the things we want to look at. Well, okay. Let's go back to like high school, college friends. Okay. Okay. For a reason. So often that those age groups and that kind of stuff, that social strata is so about a boyfriend or a girlfriend or, um, you know, it, it's, it's uh, almost put on a pedestal, that type of relationship. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And so often their, their popularity, kids popularity can be tied to whether or not they're dating the hottest guy or girl in school, right? Whoever they're connecting with. Yes. Right. And so, and when we talk about friendships, I mean, do your friends encourage that kind of, I don't want to say false, but fake, sometimes it's fake relationships or whatever, just to make you feel good. You know what I mean? Oh, and that happens not just with young kids. I do. And it happens not just with young kids. I've watched adults that we will align you know, with the leaders in the church, yes. because it, it makes That's us what I'm trying have to more say. position yes. or, or power or authority or look better, or whatever it is we're wanting. And those are not genuine. That's what I'm trying to talk about that. We because, can't have an ulterior motive. You right. know, I have to have a friendship because I enjoy your company. You right. enjoy my company. I can trust you. You can trust me. Like those are the things we're looking for to build a real friendship in. So not, not a political a social uh, agenda, agenda, political Am I benefiting, you know, oh, this person, well, they just babysit me. You know, it can't have an ulterior motive right. to be a genuine, real, true friendship. Right. But a lot of people engage in those kinds of relationships and call them their friends. They they do. And then what happens, um, I've watched this so many times, is that some something falls out, you know, life. And they realize those people aren't even there. They've moved on to other people. Right. And you're sinking and there's no one to help hold your hand and pick you up it's like almost like a kingmaker um concept where there's this little group that are always wanting to promote the popularity or the whatever make somebody important type absolutely but truth be told when the rubber hits the road they're not there (laughs) they're moved on they won't be there they won't even remember you right they've moved on and you're sinking and that is why we have to cultivate not saying we can't have those type of friends right they're not our friend friends they're not our inner core those are not our you know those may be more of our acquaintances you know maybe some social contact but they're not and i guess what i'm trying to say is people will use you oh yeah they will okay and we need to go to break in a minute. But talk to me about that concept before we do, about the fact that it is a person really a friend if they are doing what we just described and are basically using you to to advance their own social circle or because you're married to somebody that's wealthy. You know what I'm trying to get at? I agree. And that is not a quality friendship. That may right. be you know, a network, you know, there's different levels of things. That's not our quality inner core, deep trusting friendships that are offering us the benefits of friendship. Those may be networking opportunities or social opportunities or political opportunities. And those can be important for us, but those are not what we need to really be focusing on or that, that little section of inner core people in our life, the ones that are there for us, the ones that you can call at three in the morning and they'll hear your cries right. or, you know, they'll help you when they can. And, and so, and that you would do that for them. Wow. When we come back from break, we're going to talk about how can I nurture friendships? How, what do I need to do differently, perhaps in my life? Let's hear that song, Bobby. Keep smiling, keep shining. Megan, an independent ambassador for Plexus, the pink drink. There is finally a healthy solution to help you lose weight. 
It's a most natural product that will burn fat, not muscle. People around the country are experiencing amazing results, and you can too. Check out my Independent Ambassador website for my contact info, testimonials, and product information at mkramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, dot myplexus, P-L-E-X-U-S, products, dot com. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at Sings that? Who is that? That is Amy Grant. That is Amy Grant. That I is wonder Amy. if it was. Okay, what's the title of that? I will be your friend. I will be your friend. I like that. And the first one, of course, I always love. That's what friends are for. What are friends for, Dr. Angel? That's what we're discussing tonight. If you just joined us, you can hear this show again in a little while this evening, tomorrow on TantalkNetwork.com. You just go to podcasts and then go to Go Yard. That's the name of this show. And go down, and you'll find the show from last week, this one, at the end of the month, which just happened, and I just realized I haven't done this yet. (laughs) We have to get all of our shows to our webmaster that puts them on on our website, which is goyard2014.org. And we've got almost two years' worth, or we've got over two years' worth of shows on our website, goyard2014. Dot org And why do we put them there, Dr. Angel? Oh, well, they're a great resource. You know, when we're talking about a topic, it may not mean a lot to you in that moment, but life, life yeah. happens and you may be going through a difficult time or maybe you need to work on cultivating right. a friendship or learning boundaries or work with parenting and they're there. They're titled, they're chronicled yeah. and you can listen when you need it. It's so cool. All right. So enjoy that. Also, you can enjoy these shows every Saturday and Sunday again right at 12 noon Eastern on StarcomRadioNetwork.com. Okay, let's talk about this. How do I nurture my friendships? How do I grow them? What do I do? Do I have a part in that or do friendships just happen? Friendships do not just happen. And good friendships really do not just happen. Okay. Um, Why not? Why not? Because they take work, energy, time, effort. Time is the most valuable commodity we can have to a friendship. Right. Um, That's where we can build trust and that's where we build those relationships. It's not happening. And when I mean time, it doesn't mean the length of years you've known someone. It's the time that I've spent with that person. So if I can spend quality time, I may have cultivated a friendship. I've only known a couple years to a deeper level than somebody I might have known since first grade. Exactly. Because I might not spend any quality time with that person. Right. And so... It's the time we're spending with that person mm-hmm. that cultivates it. Um, and the memories we're making. We're making memories. Right. Absolutely. And so nurturing our friendship, we first we need to just be kind. It's be, basic. Oh, basic, be, basic. Be what? Be, be what? kind. You know, oh, and, my gosh. That's so important in all aspects of life, kindness. Don't you think, doctor? It is. We've done and shows we on kindness. You know? our, we have lost so much of it in our culture, but... You know, think of friendship as like an emotional bank account. Right. And so when I'm acting kind towards people, I'm making deposits of positive kindness, character, making those positive deposits in their account. Right. And so when I have crisis or we have issues, there are when we have a conflict, there is a bank account of built up time of kindness and trust. And and then we can work through conflicts easier. Right. Um, And so... 
And the opposite is, is also true, right? When you don't when, show kindness, when you don't care, you don't return calls for a week or two in adv- uh, you know, at a time, right. uh, that's not kind. That that's, is not kind. That's saying you don't matter. Exactly. And so when that's a friendship that probably isn't going to hold on for a long period right. of time. And then if you need that friend, they probably won't be so available to you right. because you weren't available to them. And it's a give and take, you know, it's two people and one person can't do all the giving and one person all the taking. Each has to give and each gets to take. Okay. Kind of like our bank account. You can't overdraw your bank account and think the bank's going to keep you as a customer. There They're you gonna go. Be like, bye. Okay. Friendships are the same way. Exactly. And so often, I think people get into a rut of using other people when they're mm-hmm. needy or whatever. But when the rubber meets the road and the reverse is needed and the the people may not be there for them because no. they have not shown that kindness no. and, and that support. And we want to lift people up. And that's where that kindness is about is, is finding something good or lifting them up or you know, we want to build the people up in our life. That's right. what makes a healthy, good friendship. And so kindness is so simple. We teach it, you know, from the time kids are two and three. Be kind, be kind. But we need to still do that exactly. and practice it regularly. What about the person who puts on what you later find out is a facade mm-hmm. of kindness, okay, and um, and acts like they are really interested in your life and care about the details and whatever, but in time, perhaps hurts, resentments, who knows what, and something happens and you get absolutely lamb blasted by that person. Do you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? Absolutely. What does all that speak to? And does that happen in relationships? Uh, of course that can happen in relationships and we can be blindsided by it. And that's when I talk to time being really important. Okay. Because the longer we walk seasons with people, the more we see the full person. Aha. Excellent. And, you know, that's why time's so important. Time is really important because we're seeing that person through all the seasons, you know, the good, the stress, the bad, the everything that kind of can happen. The more we really see their true who they are, their yeah, character, their exactly what they're made out of. And that's how I can decide, do I give you that trust or do I just give you to this line of trust? Right. Um, just because you can't trust somebody fully doesn't mean we still can't have a friendship. It's just limited. Right. And it can still be beneficial, but it can have its limits. And that's exactly. okay. But so that's why time is important. You don't want to just meet somebody. And I talk to my sister about this all the time. I'm going to I'm going to throw her under the bus for a minute, because when she meets somebody, she like spills her life to them in the in the first. Oh, my gosh. I know because people she like wants that. a friend so badly. And you can't we can't do that. And have why a not? Why can't you do that? Why can't you just be open, transparent and tell it all right there? Well, you don't know if you can visit. trust them. You don't know who they are. You don't we don't have we haven't built that. And so taking it slow is what we want to do. Right. And in friendships as well. Um, We need to learn to listen. (laughs) Oh, wow. A personal pet peeve of mine in friendships is when people call, you know, you hear that, oh, how are you doing? They don't really aren't caring how you're doing. They're waiting for you to say, like, fine, so they can go off and tell you everything going on in their world. Right. And we need to listen to each other. Really, how are you doing? And that should be a question, like, really? what's going on? How's your life? I couldn't agree more. I feel this is a pet peeve of mine. I'm glad you hit on it because I have known so many people who want to dump everything that's going on in their life on me, for instance, or, you know, and yet they're not there when I need them or they've disappeared or whatever the case may be because they just wanted a a listening ear, you know? Right. We need to, we need to be mindful. First of all, we need to make sure that we're really hearing yeah. what's going on and are interested and we're asking follow-up questions and you know we're interested in follow-up what's really questions. happening well follow-up questions are revealing as to whether or not you're into the conversation or if you're just your head you're uh, doing something else in your head absolutely are, right? are they engaged and are they really hearing what's going on in my world right you know if you have a major event in your life it doesn't have to necessarily be bad it could just be something that's you know a change there's always caused some worry or anxiety in our life and even positive change and if our friends aren't, you know, hey, how's it going? Or, you know, following up, they're not really invested. Well, a lot of times it shows they weren't listening to no. what you said and how this was bothering you, whatever this was. Absolutely. Right? You know, and so listening up and then that gives us opportunities to follow up. Like if 
you know, maybe they're worried about something with their job and, you know, maybe we don't have time for a phone call, but maybe we're, hey, you know, I hope everything goes okay with your work today. Or how did your work go today? Just letting them know I Absolutely. heard you got a concern and I am I care about it. Right. And that's how we're cultivating those friendships, I, nurturing them. Especially when a person's going through a real rough time. I mean, a few years back, uh, I was losing my mother gradually. And I remember that a couple of people that I would have thought perhaps the year before would have been there for me or would have been kind and considerate and whatever were just the opposite. When she did die, when she did pass away, uh, yeah, they came to the funeral, but the the stuff after the funeral, you know, there just was no, there was no follow-up kindness. Mm-hmm. There was no interest, nothing. It was, in fact, just the opposite. And, and we will get that. And, you know, that's what we need to be, first of all, watchful in how we yeah. are with our friends, but also with how they are with us to decide, is this a friendship that's yeah. in that deeper level? Exactly. Are they really here? Are they really concerned? You know, are they checking or, on us? Are we checking on them? It doesn't always take a lot of time to do that follow-up. No, no, it's important. Or do they have some other agenda? Right. Yeah. Oh, I think we have... A caller? We Got have Nan on the line. Hey, All right. Nan. It's always good to hear from hey. you. How are you? Hey, how are you guys doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? We're great. Doing great. Great. I wanted to kind of weigh in on kind of a flip, not to take away from exactly what you're saying. No, go ahead. You know how it, one of my pet peeves is you if you walk down the hall in your office or you walk somewhere, and you, you know, everyone always says, how are you doing? Right. I'm doing fine. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing fine. You know, and people are not necessarily doing fine. That's just society. As yes. a society, that's what we do Good is point. we say we're doing fine. So right. once in a while, I when someone asks me how I'm doing, I'll look at them and say, I'm doing terrible. And they just look at me. <laughs> and I'm not doing terrible, but they didn't know how to respond, you know, <laughs> because we're always this, you know, so I enjoy doing that, actually. <laughs> well, you know, the point you make is excellent because so often we have these standard answers that we think are the polite, right answers that are really not on a gut-level, honest True. field, you know? Talk, address that, will you, doctor? Well, I know, you're right, and sometimes you're not sure if that person's really going to be available to say, what if I say something other than fine? So we're trained to be, oh, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> but deep down, we're crumbling inside, and we're not sure, are they are they there for us? And so we're needing those friends to follow up with, are you really fine? Or how's right. the kids? Or how's the family? Because those are the questions that will let me know or let someone know, hey, I, I am here for you. I am available for you. You you don't have to just be right. fine. right. And don't you think, Nan, that it's important that if you sense that somebody really does need to talk, that you say, hey, you know, I'm interested. Do you want to talk, you know, about what's going on? You know, I, Absolutely. I, I've done that in, in say, in, in public, Dylan, maybe with the um, cashier somewhere or server somewhere. You <laughs> yes, know, you and, have. Yeah. And I'll, I'll ask them, you know, how are you doing? And some of them will look and say, well, you don't really want to know. <laughs> Yeah. But I respond, actually, yes, I really do. I care. And I'm I'm interested in what, yeah, I don't even know them. And there again, that doesn't get into a deep friendship of like you guys have been talking about. But it's it's just a kind of a, um, a kind of like a Christ-like thing of saying, I do care about you. You know, and for that encounter or that time or that short period that you're around that person that you may never be around again, you can actually have an impact back in their lives just by paying a little bit of attention and caring What's going on with them? Oh, I couldn't agree more. Dr. Angel, you want to address all that? No, you guys have great points, and it's true. And so, you know, if we're telling someone we're going to be available for them, then we need to be available. Um, sometimes people will give the, you know, they know someone's going through a difficult time, and they'll say, oh, you can call me anytime, and then they do, and they didn't really mean it because they're not returning your calls for four days, and exactly. they're not there. So don't make yourself available unless you can be for that person. Um, and ask those deeper questions, you know, how, how's it really going? You know, right. because we are just trained to give the polite answer. Right. Yeah. Good point, Nan. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to that? Nope, that's it. You're <laughs> great. Thanks for calling in. We appreciate it. And we yes, will ma'am. talk you to you soon. Nothing, okay. You too. Thanks. Uh, Angel, Dr. Angel, I want to talk about this whole concept of, of fakiness that a lot of people have with with their friendships mm-hmm. that is 
just telling all the good stuff and not really ever getting to the the real the real and you know it happens um and and some friendships are just going to be at that level where it's not real but when we're talking about the real friends you need everyone needs two or three real 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 friends. friends yeah and we need to be able to open up Right. You know, that's how we build intimacy and friendship is we start to share and make ourselves a little vulnerable. Does that does not mean we open up and have to have, you know, lifetime diarrhea on somebody, you know, the, <laughs> when we meet them or, right. you know. Right. But opening up and letting them see, you know, what I'm afraid of or what's really happening mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe my marriage isn't perfect or maybe, you know, my kids are I'm struggling or maybe. I don't feel as confident with myself as I want people to think I am. Right. And we need to be real. And that's how we build intimacy. That's exactly. how we build trust. That's how if we let people think everything's always good all the time, then they're not seeing the real us because it's not. That's right. It's not the real us. And they can't measure to that because right. they have real problems and they know it. And so it's not going to be a supportive relationship. So honesty is important. It, kindness you're talking about. Uh, actually being interested in what's going on in the other person's life. I find that has been something that there's not a lot of people in my life that I have felt like, I mean, cared what was going on in mine, but I did care what mm-hmm. was going on in there. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know how to explain it. You're right. That. A lot of times it's not reciprocated. Right. Um, and we model friendship with friends the way we behave to them, you know. Okay. I, we teach it to kids, you know, to, to have a friend. You have to be a friend. But That's there's right. a truth in that. There is a truth And if I want to model how what deep care looks like, I need to be able to extend deep care. Right. To someone else as well, which means if I if I know they're sick, you know, maybe, hey, can I can I pick you up dinner tonight? Or, you know, oh, absolutely. do you need something? Yes. Do you want me to just come sit with you? Exactly. What about the the quote unquote friends who you make plans. You've had this, these tickets to whatever for quite a while, this concert, this ball game, whatever. And, uh, an hour before they call and say, I can't go. I something came up. Well, and then you find out that the, something that came up was a boyfriend, a girlfriend or something that something else, something else other than the plan that you had. Talk to me about that whole concept. Well, that definitely breaches trust. Trust is a very important foundation to any type of healthy, connected relationship. And being responsible and reliable and dependable is important. And so when we make a commitment and we kind of bail out because we got a better plan, we're not trustworthy. Yeah, Yeah, it's true. It's really what it's about. We're not trustworthy. We're not reliable. We're not dependable. We're not prioritizing that person. And we're pretty much letting them know, I value as much as your plan's the best one for the day. So yeah, the better I, offer comes, that, yeah. bye-bye. Yeah. Bye, Felicia, you know, and that's not a friend. <laughs> exactly. That's the second time today you've said that. It is the second time. <laughs> yes, bye, Felicia. Anyway, uh, but then a lot of times they'll they'll lie. I mean, it's an actual lie. And they do. I know. I've seen this. I have seen this so many times. And it's Me disheartening too. and disappointing, and it hurts. And and for somebody who wants a true friendship that's not based on, well, I got a better offer, so I went right. to this thing instead of that. You know, the commitment. It, it, if we buy tickets to something, if we somebody says, yes, I'm definitely going to that special day, that day you're going to get that award or whatever, and then something better comes up and they don't show that says volumes about it that relationship volumes. to me. Yes, it does. And it tells me that person really can't be trusted and that they shouldn't be a close friend. Right. Maybe we can still be, you know, casual friends, but they're really not close friend material. Exactly. Because, you know, trust is such a foundation to this. And if we need to be able to keep our engagements. We need to be there on time. Time. You know, there's a joke on up, Facebook yeah. about, you know, we all have that one friend that shows up three hours late. But that's not okay. It's not okay. But we all do. And I, and I hear the excuse, oh, <laughs> Don't I'm just we? bad with managing time. Oh, right? yeah. we know. No. I forgot what time it was. Yeah. We, you know, we need to be there on time. You know, life does happen and emergencies come up. And sure. I'm not talking about, you know, those. But our general, we should be known for being available. But a lot we say of people available. are known for being late always. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. yeah. There's jokes in families. Oh, we're t- we tell them an hour early because they're always late. Exactly. You know, and that's, that's not telling me that. That's a very important priority to that person. Right, exactly. 
What about the friend who um, you say to that friend, please don't tell anybody this. This is very important. And I really don't want so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so to get this information. So please be careful. And, oh, no, I would never. I would not do that. Oh, no. And then three days later, it's come back to you. Mm-hmm. It's it happens with relationships a lot, and it happens in families. Mm -hmm. It happens in just sphere of friends, social networking, and all that. Of course, if you're going to put it on Facebook, then it you know all all bets are off. But if that's not the case, and it really is something you've asked somebody to keep to themselves, talk to me about. We should keep it to ourselves. We need to be trusted. We need to protect people's confidences. Right. Um, you know, a lot of times, oh, it's the juicy gossip. Oh, their kid's pregnant or blah, blah. You know, oh, yeah. and it's just something yeah. they they need to tell when they're ready to who they want to tell. That's that's their business. And it's not our job to, you know, open those doors exactly. for people. And we shouldn't be. That's not good character. No, it's not. I'm not trustworthy. If you ask me to keep something confident and I'm behind the scenes, oh, don't tell anybody, but blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. That's not okay. Or in spiritual circles, uh, I'm telling you this so you can pray. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. always the gossip line. But the <laughs> truth be told, you can say to pray and don't have to say what it's about. You right. know, if you really care yeah. for someone's confidence. And so we need to be able to keep those confidences. And if we say we're going to keep it a secret, Keep it a secret. Then we need to keep it a secret. All this is going back to trust. It's trust. And the true friendships are those that you find forged over a period of time, not two days. Right. Not two weeks. Not when you're half drunk at a party. Right. Right. Telling your life story. Um, But it's so important to be able to trust somebody that you share very important information with. Absolutely. And so if I'm the person who's friends with someone and that I've shared confidential information and they've kind of blown it out on me, I need to know, first of all, I need to take note that they're not the trustworthy person I thought they were. So I shouldn't continue to extend trust unless I expect it to go out. And so we need to be mindful of that as well as the other friend and quit just always keep trusting and trusting. And they're still doing what they've done. They're showing you they're not protecting you. Don't keep making yourself vulnerable. Stop it. What about the person that's uh, that is the type of friend that no matter what you tell them is going on in your life, they got all this advice. You need to do this and then you need to make this call and then you do need to do that. And then don't do that. Don't talk to that one. Don't, I mean, and they are like insistent on they have the plan for your problem. I've they known do. a lot oh, of people yes. like this through the years that are bossy with it, too. First of all, in a friendship, we shouldn't give advice until someone asks for advice. Really? Absolutely. A lot mm. of times people are ch- sharing and talking because they need a bounce, because they need a process, because they just need to get it off their chest. They're not really wanting advice. They want you to be with them. Right. They just need to be able to share it. And until they ask for it, we shouldn't really be offering advice. And the people that do give it unsolicited and in so doing, they are sending the message, you're not capable of handling this by yourself. So I'm going to tell you how to handle it. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do it the way they say, they get mad. Which tells me they're not listening. And so that's not... um, Right. That's not deep friendship material when someone can't listen. When they're always giving advice, it means they're talking. <laughs> there you go. First of all. And they're not listening they're not and listening. really hearing. And so that might be more of an acquaintance. And we need to li- hear those flags. That's a flag. When you're always giving advice unsolicited and you're controlling about it and bossy about it, that, ooh, this friendship needs to kind of cut back here. They shouldn't probably get these intimate details of my life. Right. They can't handle it. Right. You know, and some people you can say, hey, you know, I'm not asking for advice. I just, I just want to talk. I just need to talk. And you know, some people can respect that. Some people can't. And that's a flat. And those are things that we should be looking for when we're looking to cultivate those relationships. Not only do we have to have the good qualities, but we need to be able to recognize when someone's not having that. So we can spearhead a disaster or a heartbreak in the future. And so, you know, sometimes we can just talk about it and they can respond positively and we can grow our friendship deeper from it. Right. Sometimes people just, they just can't. And then we need to learn that this is a a relationship that they should not get those kinds of details. For Absolutely. My life. Wow. The last week and this week has been very, very important. And I want you to try to 
summarize in two minutes the most <laughs> important points that you think that we've been talking about because I know you've made notes. I have. So uh, what do you think our listeners need to hear as far as forming friendships? Forming friendships, I'm going to go revert right back to my girl Maya Angelou's quote. When people show you who they are, believe them. Exactly. That can save a whole lot of heartbreak. Yes. Um, true intimate friendships we should never have to force. Right. And so if you're feeling like you're forcing a relationship, stop, back off. Um, but we need to cultivate it. We need to invest time, energy, right. effort. And the more time we expend, the better the quality of that relationship has the opportunity to be. And so if you need a friend, be a friend. And it's healthy to have friends. And we need friends. We you need, need friends. Your body needs friends. Your marriage needs you to have friends. Your kids need you to have friends. Yeah. We need friends. Yes. Because why? It's overall our health. It is our mental health. We experience Research less depression. This, we experience right? less yeah. anxiety. We we get through difficult times quicker. We can bounce back. We're more resilient. We get sick less often. We have less cardiovascular it's crazy disease. That it's that important. It is that important to have friends. Wow. Quality friends. Good friends. Wow. And you don't need a lot. You just need a few quality, quality friends. friends. It's not a matter of how many numbers nope. you can rack up it's on Facebook. Quality, not quantity, quality. Okay. It get, because And you have to learn to trust people, and you they do. need to learn to trust you. And takes that takes time. time. Absolutely, it does. Wow, we got to get out of here. Um, anything else you'd like to add to this discussion? We'll have a new topic next week. You know, go out there and just start making, just cultivate those friendships in your life. If you have a couple friendships that are kind of, they're doing good, you know, start cultivating it and and reach out to them. Give them those yeah. unexpected phone calls during the week or, you know, just have coffee with someone this right. week. Go out of your regular comfort zone. I don't care how busy you are. You can do this. Doesn't exactly. take a lot of time. And and what you're saying is not just on your phone. We're talking about personal Absolutely. contact. Personal. Right? Like actually going to lunch or actually... Meeting at the coffee shop or the batting cage or whatever, whatever you do. Whatever it is you do, go do it and enjoy it with someone. Yeah, it's going to change your life and it's good for you. It is good for you. Again, a reminder, you can hear this show and all of our shows every Saturday uh, at noon on StarcomRadioNetwork.com. And they're easy to find right here on TantalkNetwork.com. Just go to podcasts and go to Go Yard. And you can catch up. And also our own website where we will get June's shows up here very soon in the next few days. And that is Goyard2014.org. Like us on Facebook. And that is Goyard1340. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got too many numbers too many there. Numbers. Goyard1340, right. And uh, it's always a joy to be with you every single week. I mean, we love doing these shows. We're looking forward to new topics and to your questions. Send your questions, goyard2014 at gmail.com. We'll have another Q&A show soon. This has been Dr. Angel and Mama Mac bringing you Go Yard. And we will see you live next week again. Have a good week. Good night. WTAN, Clearwater, FM 106.1, WDCF, Dade City, Tampa Bay, WZHR, Zephyr Hills, FM 104.3. Listen.